If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-985-1813 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-985-1813 now. Again, that's 800-985-1813. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Two, one. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radio Law Talk. Dot com. Welcome to the third hour of Radio Law Talk. You can find us on RadioLawTalk.com or on your favorite radio station that carries us. If you listen on RadioLawTalk.com and they don't carry us in your area and you'd like to be able to listen on the radio, well, go ahead and send an email to your local radio station with, uh, with, with this suggestion. We'd be happy to come to your locale over the airwaves. What do you think, Cal? Is that a good idea? Uh, uh, we may just ride our bicycles there one, t- one day. That'd be fun. Well, that, that, would be, that would be interesting. Or like John Denver and uh, what's his name in Dumb and Dumber, we could get us a couple of little tote goats and just... No, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Was John Denver and Not Dumb John and Denver. They were talking about John Denver. <laughs> that John Denver's full of spit, they said. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, so, so we've gone through two hours here. Forget my movie reference. I'm not very good at it. Two hours having more fun than we ought to be able to, allowed to be able to dodge, blah, 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 blah. Can't even speak in complete sentences. I'm having so much fun. (laughs) I'd say you're a little punch drunk. That could be, could be. Well, I, I, I have had a lot of Diet Coke this morning. I will say that. And I also, I had my highly nutritious breakfast of ex champions. Two donuts and a Diet Coke. I went with the. Uh, I got the donuts because I was getting the Diet Coke, so I could splurge on the sugar. That was a nice compromise. That's yeah. good. I, I, I'll tell you this though, right? Because like, for lunch you're going to have two Big Macs and a Diet Coke. If correct? I make if I make it to lunch, because right now it's about like eleven oh eight our time in the studio right now, and I'm probably going to crash here in about twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, having a lot of fun this show talking about what talk about Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, Chevron. We've talked about. R. Kelly and other folks whose names start with a, an initial. <laughs> we even got to talk about OJ. It's always a full day to get to talk about OJ, but we're not done yet. We got more stuff to talk about in this uh, third hour of Radio Law Talk. But before it starts with the topics, 
Cal, we got another case or no case to do, don't we? We have one more, Todd, and I think you'll especially appreciate that one. So here we go. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. A couple of guys who live in Los Angeles who wanted to get some... They're gathering film for, what do they call it? Stock film. We'll have a stock footage B-roll, company. B-roll stock Yeah, they want to get a stock footage it. company. Los Angeles residents Frank Bobby and his friend Carlos Wintour decided to go to Alaska bear hunting with a camera, not a gun, although they did take all of the appropriate measures. Bear spray, handgun. I had a desire to photograph black bears because they already had the browns and the polar bears. So... The black bears are the ones that have the Roman nose and shorter, more curved claws than brown bears, and it was a warm day. They alighted from their small charter plane, grabbed their gear, and set off for the forest, and there, right on the edge of the forest, near a grove of trees, on a rock, was a good-sized black bear sleeping belly down. They could even hear it snore. And so Carlos said, that's boring, a sleeping bear. Franco said, just go behind him and poke him with a tree branch. Wake him up when he wakes up. We'll get some good stuff there. So they said, well, let's try this. So they went and tried this, and they poked him, and you know, the bear would, you know, like, you know. And then finally, the third time, the bear awoke, and Frank and Bobby were getting some good stuff on film. The bear, though, quickly lost interest and ran away. But they heard the whelp of a siren behind them, and they got a ticket for waking the bear. They decided to go to the Alaska Department of Fish and Game <laughs> with their citation and said, do we have a case? And this is not, you can't bust us for waking up a bear. Denise, what do you say? Case or no case? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is really true. I mean, there is a, there's, there's a saying, don't poke a sleeping bear, for goodness sake. Well, that's just common sense but yeah, these guys no but that's a, that's a saying in alaska yeah apparently these that's, guys didn't have that's that much that's a sense. saying in a lot of advice you know, i, I give clients don't you know, poke the bear you know that i i you know lived in alaska i know this yes okay don't poke a sleeping bear they got a ticket yeah they did they didn't get a suit what made out of bear fur, of what bear fur. <laughs> <laughs> so is it a case they, they so tried to ticket get the ticket. They wanted to get the ticket dismissed because it's a pretty expensive ticket for you mess with the wildlife in Alaska. They're not happy with that, so they wanted to get the ticket dismissed. Got it. Okay. Case or no case? Um, this is just weird enough that I, it should be a case, and this saying is real in Alaska, so it comes from somewhere. I'm going to say that it's a case, and they lose. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Mr. Cunin, what do you think about the case of the photogs poking the black bear? Poking the black bear. I don't know. Did the bear wake up? Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> you got a picnic basket here? Uh, what are we? <laughs> well, he wasn't happy. Yeah, I, I, I bet not. Um, well, you know, I don't want to agree with Denise just out of general principle here. Sure, why would you? <laughs> Stop it, Denise. Stop it. You know, last last hour, Denise was saying I was making googly eyes. Now she's returning the favor. Um, so they weren't trying with scissors to shore off or to shear the bear at all or anything like that, were they? No, they did not want bear hair. They did not want bear hair. Or did, nor did they want a bear bear. This is reminding me of the schoolhouse. <laughs> he was a scary bear. He was a hairy yes. bear. So, uh, All right. I am going to go with it's a case. 
this is going to give Cal an opportunity to get some points if he stumped us. Okay, so I'm going to say that this is the case, but I'm going to say that the two guys win because of some loophole in the law. Like you're not allowed to wake a hibernating bear, but it wasn't hibernation season. It oh, was, I see. It was lobernation. Or maybe the <laughs> exception was that you can't disturb the bear in the forest, but he wasn't in the forest. He was on the edge of the forest. That's yes. catching it. That's very good. Oh. Or, or may, maybe the case was dismissed because they subpoenaed the bear and he didn't show up. <laughs> he was not available for <laughs> subpoena purposes. Damages. Let me tell you what happened. Yes, please do. In Alaska, it is against the law to awaken a bear for the purposes of taking its picture. True. For that specific purpose, it's against the law to awaken a bear to take its picture. Because their hair is just all messy and it puts them in a bad light. If they're having a bad bear hair day. Got it. Got it. Okay, so, but here's what really happened. Nothing. It's no case. I made the whole thing up, and, that, and, that, and that's that. So, so sorry. So that's that's case or no case for a throw. Yeah, two points. Yes, I get finally I get a couple of points, and that you know those are hard to come by against you smart people. So that's it for case or no case. Next week, I'll have more. Okay. All right. Promise. You I promise you'll yes, have more for pre- us next yes, week. Yes, I haven't prepped any for next week, but yes, next week I'll well, have three Well, you know, more. according to Fred, your prep is to actually use the restroom, and you've got that book for reading material next to you. Yeah, I remember what I said was going to be on his, his headstone. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. You know, we, 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 should, re- we should start a podcast. We, sh- we, should, we, should start we, a pod- we should start a podcast called Radio Law Talk Off the Air. I where, agree. Where, where we say the thing. <laughs> mean stuff I've said to Cal during Radio Law. That would be a good one, too. <laughs> it would be akin to Radio Law Talk After Dark uh, or, or During the Break. <laughs> the ins- inside story. I think that would be interesting stuff to do. But when we come back after the break, and, and we're going to keep it tame on the break. Promises, promise. We come back after the break. We got stuff going on in South Carolina with the Confederacy, Trump, Spicer, Justice Thomas, Derek Chauvin, Comfort Dogs. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? 
PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-710-3739. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell in your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Quack Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick Quack quick, quick, car, car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the Quick Quack Confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the Quick Quack Habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like Quick Quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, Quick Quack. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612-800-220-7612-800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. 
You know, we got that uh, when, when the bass drops on that rejoin music there. Yeah. And it's just really I, – I keep expecting Denise. I, I want her to what's, – what's the terminology? I want her to bust a move. And that's what I'd like to see. Just, just, just um, break a hip. Just, you, there you go. He doesn't look excited. By the gonna bust, I'm going to break a hip. That's, oh wow! It's the new TikTok. That's how we it's, say it at, when you're our age. You don't bust a move. You bust a hip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. That, that's uh, that 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 could be your rap name. Bust a hip. You know. No bust a rhyme. You're bust, bust, a a, bust a hip. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, whatever. Whatever Denise's rap name will be. It won't change what happened in South Carolina. How's that for a segue? Nice. <laughs> won't change what happened in South Carolina. So um, over the last, what are we talking, Denise, five years, six years or so, there's been this push to remove monuments and, and things that might have questionable origins in terms of racism and the unsightly history of the United States in, in terms of some things and yeah. folks that might have uh, been involved in um, you know, practices in the South or in the United States way back around the time that our country was founded, and that has resulted in removals of Confederate flags, monuments, things like that. But something happened in South Carolina recently, and what was that? Well, a very important case came down, and it's a states' rights case, and I love states' rights case. Um, th there is there was a unique law that was um, uh, entered by the legislature in South Carolina. In South Carolina, yes. and it said that you can they it actually prevented anyone from moving a Confederate monument or changing the historical name of a street or building without the legislature's permission. And that's really important because that right now people are finding, oh, this just depicts racism or this is historical. We can't just ignore our history, folks, you know, and that type of stuff. So there's two sides to this story. But what's important about this case is that the legislature made the law. That's yes. number one. Uh, that the law says that you cannot do something and that if you were to change that law, you have to have so much a percentage of the legislation voting in favor of that. And so this has a lot of different layers to this case. It does. It and does. it's timely. It it's is. It's timely. It's very current and very timely. It was called South Carolina's Heritage Act. And, and essentially it was challenged in court because opponents of the law felt that the law would preserve monuments or those things that have a, a, a racist history. And they wanted to be able to remove those and that this law was unconstitutional or was inappropriate because it protected those things that some viewed as, as being monuments of, of racist origin. Now, the court – and this is the, uh, this is the South Carolina Supreme Court, right? Right, the, the state Supreme Court. The state mm -hmm. Supreme Court found in favor of the law with one exception, one exception, the law as written – said that a monument could only be removed if it was approved, the removal was approved by the legislature by virtue of a two-thirds vote. And, what and that's the, hard to get. That's right. And what the Supreme Court struck down was the two-thirds majority uh, benchmark that any proposed removal had to meet. It's, it's a simple majority of the legislature. Not a super, right. Not a super majority. And right. so it did change the law there, but... I like what the court did. Denise, 
I no, I, I what I liked also is that it may take a two thirds vote of the legislature to change the constitution, the court, the state constitution, but it's a simple majority to change this law. That's and right. So it could be viewed as a win by the people that were not supporting the law um, as well, because it, it makes it easier to overturn the law. Essentially, constitutional amendments usually require a two thirds majority, and so I think the idea here is. Essentially, look, South Carolina, if you want to protect the monuments that require a, a, a two-thirds majority, then amend your constitution to provide for that. Right. If it's a law as passed by the legislature, then it's, then it's just a simple majority. But the other thing I like about this, and, and I, like about, I like this without even discussing, without even getting into the merits of whether or not a monument should or should not be removed because of its racist past. I mean, I'm not even going there. What, what I'm focusing on here with this is whether the monument should or shouldn't be there should occur and, and, and should arise out of the actions of – the legislative branch. It's not something that should be decided by the executive branch. It's not something that should be ex- decided by the by the judi- by judge by right? the judicial branch. Right. This is a legislative because the people elected their representatives. In theory, the representatives should be doing what the people their what their constituents want, and let's do what the people want. And I think that's what the court said here. Don't come to us with this lawsuit to do an end around the way things are supposed to work, which is let the legislature decide it. Right. Governor can't do it. Mayors of cities can't do it. This is in South Carolina because of this law. Only the legislature can change it or. Well, this this was back at the time when the the Black Lives Matter movement was in full boil. When I say that, I mean, uh, activism in the streets, uh, you know, street damage and so on. And I think there was a temptation to say, well, let's pay attention to the emotional aspect of this instead of let's paying attention to the law and the way laws are supposed to be made. Maybe they should play that song. You know, a bill is a bill. And, you know, the thing from uh, what was that? From Schoolhouse. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah, only yeah. a bill. Right. right yes. Right, right. I, I, I just think with this that it's difficult when decisions are made based upon emotion. I understand the emotion. And, and again, may, maybe the monuments should be removed. Maybe they shouldn't. I'm not commenting on it. I'm just saying the determination needs to occur in the legislative branch, yeah. not in court. And I'm totally agreeing with you. You got so, that right. And so I'm, I'm happy for that decision. I think they got that right. We'll see if anything comes of it. But, hey, we are at the bottom of the hour in our third hour. Only 30 minutes left, Denise. Only 30 minutes left. Can you put on some deodorant? I, it's getting a little gamey in here. So oh, that might be me. I don't know. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's me. My bad. My bad. We'll see you after this break. You're listening to Radio Law Talk on many of your favorite great radio stations coast to coast and also on RadioLawTalk.com. And we thank you. Remember, Radio Law Talk is available 9 to noon Pacific every Saturday live on RadioLawTalk.com and on many radio stations coast to coast. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-493-6112. 800-493-6112. That's 800-493-6112. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, Call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 6 You're a whiner. Oh, come on. This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. So where are we going now, Denise? Where are we headed now? I think we're headed to the Supreme Court. That's right. I do believe we are headed to the Supreme Court. Justice Thomas was in the news this past week. For those of you that are, uh, I got to get my Ruth Bader Ginsburg mask out. So, so for, there you for, go. For those of you that don't get the joke here, um, before her death, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, when she was on the court, every time we talk about Justice Ginsburg, Fred would go on and on about the time that he met her, and it was googly like, eyes. Yes, and oh, it was to boy. the point where it's like, you know, Fred. Um, is there something you want to tell us? Because I don't know. I think he kind of had a thing for her. You know, she yeah. looked like the Queen of England, and she was so demure, proper and small and petite, with gloves on, and just looked so magnificent. May she rest in peace. By yes. yes, yes. So absolutely. So that's that's your that's why Cal's playing that song there for uh, for for the Supreme Court, but. We are going to talk about Justice Thomas, Clarence Thomas, because he was in the news recently making – he made statements that, uh, according to what I have read, echoed the statements made by other justices of the Supreme Court, which is a genuine concern that the public uh, – that it, the way things are going, he's concerned that the public – May have may, may lose faith in the court and, and, and how if the public loses faith in the – judicial system in the court as a co-equal third branch of government, 
how that would be concerning to him. And and he pointed to some things that he thinks lead to that. We can talk about that for just a second. But as I was telling Denise on the break, you know, um, I studied and, and researched a lot about the origin of the Constitution and, and what the founding fathers were doing. And, and quite frankly, back in the late 1700s, first off, founding a nation with a, consti- a governing document called a constitution was a novel concept in and of itself. And now every country pretty much has one, but the United States was really uh, blazing the trail, if you will, when it comes to that. Not only having a, a document that oversees and says how the government should be run, how the country should be run, but splitting up the power of government among three co-equal branches of government that could act as checks and balances on one another? Oh, my gosh. No king, no queen. What are we going to do? Yeah, no, it's a trifecta. It was amazingly smart. And really, our forefathers were really, really, really – they could foresee things, I swear. They were prescient and they were obviously – incredibly intelligent as to how they could balance out the things they did not like about what was going on in England. And one of the and not just England anywhere separation of church and state. Right. You know, that was one of the main, um, you know, concepts, concepts. Uh And so it was really about creating um, a stable government that could not be overthrown, I think, is what it was really about. One of the, one of the things that they really struggled with, okay, so the, uh, the concept of a legislature was not novel. I mean, they had – there's parliament was back in, in England, for crying out loud. And, and, and the concept of a judiciary, that wasn't novel. I mean, we, we had been living under English common law, which by its very name has magistrates in the judiciary. So that – so the public understood that. But this idea of – an executive branch. I mean, they didn't want to call it a king because Lord knows we, they'd already had it with that. But to have an executive branch where you'd have a single figurehead elected by the will of the people, they struggled with with that in two ways. One, well, we want to make sure that people don't think that we're just getting back into the same problem we had before with a new king. We're calling it a president with the executive. By the same token, they wanted the people to buy into it, to accept it. Right. That's one of the reasons they didn't go with a popular vote. Just a, of all citizens, because if they had, let's say you got five people running and they split the vote 20 percent, 20 percent, but one guy gets 21 percent. So now he's the president because he got it by 21 percent. Nobody else did. So that's one of the reasons. I know there are several others, but that's one of the reasons. And the they, small states said, hey, well, what about us? Yeah, but what that's one us? of the reasons that they went with the executive or with uh, the Congress, uh, the, our, with the electoral college, there you go. because. The president could be selected in a single meeting, and the requirement to be present uh, to be president required a clear majority of more than fifty percent of all votes cast. Right. So, and, and that was the way they thought: if we do that, then the rest of the country will accept the integrity and have faith in this branch of government. Right. And what we see now in the concern of Justice Thomas is. That the concern is not whether people are going to have faith in the executive branch. The concern now is, are people going to lose faith in the judicial branch? And that is the concern. You want the public to have faith in all three branches of government. And and Thomas is concerned about – he specifically points out the media, and I think that, that – I understand his argument, but I think it presents some problems with specifically pointing out the media because the freedom of the press is directly under the First Amendment, right? Yep, got to be there. But um, but 
he, he is concerned with that, right? Right. And one of the um, important things about our government also is that it's a republic. Yes. And that part of it means that the power is held by the people. Absolutely. And the representatives of the people through the election. So that is an underlying theme here. And that the concept of republic, we're not United States or the Republic of United States or anything like that. But a lot of other countries, when they have regrouped themselves or changed their government structure, they do call themselves republic now because that a concept about the power being in the people and their elected legal representatives as they elect, um, that is a very basic um, underlying theme for us. Yes. Well, I think back to the... Uh, to the that's why uh, we got the Statute of Liberty, by right. the way, is because right. France wanted to recognize the United States as being a republic. A and constitutional that's, republic, that's correct. Right. So the interesting thing is about the Electoral College, at least as I see it, is there's also the same danger of people losing faith in that system and in the executive branch because every time there's a close election, there's always this odd movement to me. People apparently haven't read the Constitution. I don't know what it's trying to do, help us do who say, well, let's banish the Electoral College. Let's get rid of that. And I'm thinking to myself, why don't you just banish the Supreme Court too? I mean, if you're going to abolish something because you don't happen to like the way it makes you feel, there's a lot of things you can abolish, I suppose. I, I, I do get that. And, and I know I, I remember after the 2016 election. Um, after, after the 2016 election, there I remember hearing this a lot from a lot of friends of mine that did not vote for the person that won the election. That's not my president. Not my president. And I heard that. Well, so, so that is one of those things that comes out and that can act as a, uh, well, does that undermine the faith that people have in that branch of government? And now um, there's the question about whether or not – the faith is being undermined in the judicial branch yes. of government. I, now, and, and this is what Justice Thomas was talking about recently was his concerns that certain actions like, you know, he didn't come out and say it, but I think there's a, there's a question about whether or not we're going to pack the court. You know, we're going to have more justices come on. Well, right. um, I think all the justices have expressed concern, not outright saying that would destroy the court, but concern that that may undermine the faith in the judiciary. One of the things that I see, because Thomas talked about the media and things that the media says, and I've said this on uh, on this show several times, which is, you ever notice how the headlines don't match what actually happened in the court when Obamacare was saved? How many times do you hear people say, Justice Roberts saved Obamacare? And they make it sound like Roberts came up with this novel concept that, no, he didn't. That was in the moving papers by the government. All Roberts said was, I agree with your argument. You're the ones that made the argument. I agree with you. That's what judges do. Yep. They don't. They don't create legislation. They don't come up. They rule between two arguments. Well, when they do create legislation, it's called activism, yes. and that is not favored. Absolutely. So, and there's a major discussion about that now. By the way, one mentioned really quickly. Uh, what when you worry about lack of faith in Congress? Take an opinion poll. They're among the lowest rated, not only branches of government, but professions in the country. So we're already losing faith in one branch of government, uh, and uh, I'm concerned about that. But the one thing about losing faith in Congress is this. If, if it's Congress, talking the difference between con- Congress and the Senate, if it's, they, they run on two-year terms. If you lack faith in your representative, vote them out. 
Exactly. They're only right. there for two years, and they're only there because you let them. Right, which is right. what you hear about term limits, term limits. I said, we have term limits. It's called an election. Use yeah. it. You know, I mean, it's right there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so one thing that there's a common theme right now with the um, the U.S. Supreme Court, and whether you're a liberal or conservative, the theme is that this body is not political, that it should not be political, that it should be deciding all the issues based on the facts, the evidence before it, and the law, and not have personal political opinions to um, come into play in the decision-making. So we'll touch maybe on this just a smidge. We come back from the break. we got other stuff we got to get to. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. Don't go away. You guys are so smart. I love listening to you, and I hope many of the folks listening as well, because a lot of good discussion there. We appreciate the fact that you are listening to us, and we'll continue with Radio Law Talk in a little bit here on your local radio station. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. 
So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the Legal Helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092-800-918-7092-800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 
to rule based upon their own personal interests ends. That's when they would lose it. As long as the justices can maintain we're, – we're ruling on the law and the facts and not our own personal preferences. As long as they can maintain that, I think there's hope for the judiciary. But, boy, if they don't, that's going to be a tough road to hoe. That's going to be tough. But sticking with courts, sticking with courts, you know, sometimes when folks – sometimes witnesses in a case – um, they're, they're not always adults. Sometimes they're teenagers. Sometimes they're kids. Th- sometimes they have... Well, it could be a cow. I'm just saying. Sure. Well, no. <laughs> cow, that's a very moving soundbite you've given us there. I thought so. Okay. But uh, it's sometimes, and sometimes they're uh, people that have developmental disabilities, right? Um, or they, they suffer from other folks. Autism, they, they, it spans the runs the gamut of things that can happen. And um, the question has come up recently, and this, what, what jurisdiction? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. It is out of their Supreme Court. Uh, whether or not an individual testifying can have a support animal, a support dog, um, with them, maybe barely visible to a jury. Sometimes they're not visible to a jury, but they're so that the person can testify and, and help them overcome the anxiety of testifying. And what happened in Pennsylvania? What did the Supreme Court rule? They ruled in favor of having this comfort animal. And I, I think it's rightfully so because they said it's really important that witnesses feel safe and that they have some kind of comfort during the time they're testifying, sometimes about very hard um, situations. And that comfort dog can help to, um, you know, to help th- that witness and, and perhaps it's even a victim. But the other side of it is that if the jurors see the comfort dog, they might have certain sympathies or feel like there are certain reasons that witness should or should not be, you know, believed. I mean, it could impact the perception of the jury. So it was a really important question. Yeah, and and I think where that would come up, I mean, let's say somebody is testifying, right, and they have a comfort animal up there and the defense attorney wants to go up and do a cross-examination. And let's say that the cross-examination are legitimate questions that need to be answered. The greatest tool ever invented for ascertaining the truth is cross-examination. And But a juror might look at what would otherwise be normal cross-examination and say, well, what are you beating up on that person with the, right. with the service animal? That person has a service cow. You cannot ask them that mean question because I have a cow at home and I love my cow. Well, that, I mean, that, that raises another – I mean that raises another issue which – We'll see what happens moving forward, moving forward. But it's this. So the court ruled that a, that a person can have a, a service dog, a service animal, one that's been trained. But, you know, we saw this start in airline flights, right? I had to have my, my emotional support dog with me on the flight. and everybody's, Next thing you know, you got people bringing – it's my emotional support peacock. Aardvark. You know, I'd like my emotional support boa constrictor to be on the plane with me. Can I have – and how far are they going to push this envelope when it comes to court? I, I completely agree with the decision that the Supreme Court rendered in that. I know that in the state of California, um, I mentioned uh, – Two sections ago, or in our first uh, hour, that I used to prosecute the sex crimes in a certain jurisdiction with victims age 14 and over. And um, going to the trainings we go to, they always talked about 
yeah, get a motion to the court and get a service animal in there. You can do that. The judges will agree to it as long as it's not a distraction. So um, There is a limitation on yeah. it, though, and the limitation is it's in criminal matters. Now, it does not extend to the civil context at this time. Yes, and so uh, – and, and mine were all criminal matters that, that we dealt with. Sure. And so uh, so they – in California, they could have those. And, and if there's no specific law or judicial ruling in any specific state where the, the issue hasn't been addressed, then it defaults to the discretion of the court. And uh, – but I, I just – I think as long as it's not abused, as long as it's not abused, you know. Well, who, who brought this – matter before the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. I mean, was it, obviously it was a criminal case, as you said. It, it, it would have been an issue on appeal by the defense okay. I mean, because the, the animal was allowed. And the, the only thing that I think is, you remember back in the day where the, there was the guy who claimed that his horse could add? Yes. And then and it's like, watch this. And he does this. And it turned out when people observed that, that the guy didn't even know he was doing it, but he was giving a subtle clue to the horse so the horse, whenever the guy did something, the horse knew to stop beating its hoof, right? And <laughs> I'm thinking about this going, well, what if you get the service dog? is like, okay, now what happened here? And the guy goes to answer and the dog puts, his, the, dog puts the paw on the foot. I mean, actually, it would know the light was red. <laughs> what color was the light? It was green, paw. I mean, red. <laughs> the dog knows the facts. Well, the I mean, that, that is a legitimate thing to ask. So the role of the pet, like you said, out of sight out of sight of the jury, right? Isn't that what you said, Denise? I think yeah, said, they, they yeah. usually bring the service dog in and place the service dog out of the presence of the jury. And and the, the trial court, I mean the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania said if you, the judge has a duty. You can't always let the service dog in. No. What you got to look at is a balancing test. Yes. And I love these balancing tests. You have to balance where whether the degree to which the accommodation will assist the witness in testifying in a truthful manner against the possible prejudice to the defendant's right to a fair trial. And so in that particular case, they found that the service, ani- uh, service animal, uh, Melody, did not cause prejudice to the defendant's trial. Hmm. And that takes us to our last takes segment, Cal. to our Cal. last thing that we do every week, and that is Quick Takes. And here's Todd Kunin with his Quick Take. For okay, today. I'm just going to go with service animals. I'm waiting for Disney to come out with another installment of the Shaggy D.A., <laughs> Very good. Denise, what's your quick take today? My quick take is Angelina and Brad Pitt, they both did their bad deeds. Nobody's worse than this. But stop the mess, break all ties, and please do so quickly on the sake for the sake of the children. Turn your backs and walk away. Yep. Well, that's going to do it for this uh installment of Radio Law Talk next week. I anticipate we're back at full strength, all three of us, plus Cal, the four amigos charging our way through the legal issues of the day with a half-eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you know, some day-old Kool-Aid. That's my story, and I'm sticking by it. And taking no prisoners. Either. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, folks. We will catch you next week. Cal, Take us out. Thank you, folks, for listening to Radio Law Talk here on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. Tell them thank you if you get a minute. And uh, we'll see you next time on Radio Law Talk. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com. 
a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182, 800-238-9182. Again, that's 800-238-9182.